Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This here's the story of Cassius Clay. Justin Stangle ever gave us is this song. The guy got us unlet him in three times, and this is still the best thing he's ever done for us. Better than his Roadrunner tattoo that he has, or Mr. Speedster, or whatever? Better than the uh, Captain America picture that no, he had? I'm sorry. I take that back. That's my favorite. Yeah. There's a little baby wiener in there, <laughs> just begging for some attention. By the way, we were talking about, uh, I don't know, some... Uh, some movie, whatever, but then we were talking about, oh, uh, we were talking about Breakfast Club because we did the uh, soundtrack karaoke to the movies and stuff. And Spanish, uh, we were talking about another, not another teen movie. Yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't know. It's a funny movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Spanish goes, whatever happened to that guy, the main guy in there and stuff? He was good, but he didn't do anything afterwards. And I go, are you serious? Who is the main guy? Captain America, Chris Evans is the main oh, guy. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're yeah. right, that's right. He was like, he was some blacker guy, he had darker hair and stuff, yeah, but it was Chris Evans. Uh, I, forgot <laughs> I was like, oh, I think he's doing all right. Yeah, uh, like eight superhero movies <laughs> yeah, plus all the yeah. other movies. You, you remember know? when Burt called us up like that? He goes, uh, I was watching this movie with um, uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. and this really hot girl where he was a baseball player, he was like, the movie was nothing, and the girl in there was so pretty, I was like... Man, I hope she went on to do some other stuff. It was Jessica Biel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. He's like, oh, I was so happy to find out she was successful after that. Uh, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025 are the phone numbers. Uh, tonight at the Capitol Theater, you'll get to see uh, Colin Jost. You know him, of course, from Saturday Night Live. Uh, tickets, I don't know if there's any available. If they are, 727-791-7400. Let's welcome Colin Jost to the show for the first time. Colin, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. How are you, man? Oh, I'm excited to talk to you. Listen, I very I had to call in like favors to get yeah. you. I had to hunt Steve Byrne down and uh, and pull a favor <laughs> to get you on the show today. Uh, pleasure to have you on, dude. Great agent. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, my shadow agent, Steve Byrne. Yeah. <laughs> now, what were you guys roommates at one point? No, we. He was the first comic that ever took me on the road when I was starting out. And that's, I emceed. I emceed for him. It was I opened, and then Neil Brennan was the feature, and then Steve Byrne was headline. And did you have? Did you harbor resentment towards Steve and go, "One day I will completely eclipse your fame. <laughs> One time I'll destroy you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, the uh, last time yeah, you were, no, last time you were here was with Steve Byrne. I got to uh, hang out with you for a little while. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you were opening for Steve, and then I think it was right around that time is when you got Saturday Night Live. 
that's totally possible. I, it might have been like we were doing shows at Ebor City. Yes, yes, it was at Tam, Tampa Improv there, and it was a few years back, so... Um, and I understand now that we are both from the metropolis of Staten Island. That's right. The great, the great city of Staten Island. That's right. Now, uh, this is a a perfect way to give me the background that I will need, uh, from Colin Jost about his life in Staten Island by asking one simple question. And that is what high school did you go to? Well, it will tell you a lot because I went, I commuted into the city to reach his high school oh man that's a smart rich kid right there is yeah. what that is where did you, what neighborhood did you live in it was free it was a free school yeah we had kids that went i lived in the in the tenement houses and we had kids that went into the free school too but that's because they were mob hookup they knew what was going on what did you where, where neighborhood did you live in i live in grimes hill okay so he's so by, uh, by, by like wagner yeah, so that was a nicer area, and you were also closer over there. Now, now I would say Pete Davidson and I are more of the same neighborhood kind of guys. <laughs> now, where were you? Where where did you which which uh, which where did you live? So I grew up in Newdorp, and but I did not. I now do you know Newdorp High School? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I lived on that street, eight miles away from the school. Did I go to Newdorp High School? No. My parents and my mother sent me to St. Joseph by the Sea. So I traveled 16 miles in the opposite direction <laughs> when I could have walked eight houses down there. But she knew there were two things that I that would be that I would never go to school. And I think my family was afraid of black people at the time. So both of those things <laughs> stopped me. I love from, at the time. Stopped me from going. Yeah, and then, the and then also. And then also. Cosby show, and they really then everything progressed. Yeah. <laughs> now, what did you, at what point did you know? Because everybody in Staten Island, to me, old people, the guy at A&P, everybody was funny. When do you know you're funny? Uh, I think just in in grade school, like growing up with my friends in Staten Island, like we would just do, you know, recreate sketches, SNL sketches or like Letterman bits together. And it's kind of like the only time we were happy. So it seemed like that was a good sign. See, but I never would have thought... Like, I was the same way. I was a creative kid, and I loved, I used to stab and watch Letterman every night. Then I ended up having to stab and watch Bob Costas afterwards, and I was tired the next day for school because that's really what I wanted. <laughs> but but nobody ever encouraged. Yeah, well, because Letterman would lead you into Costas, and you're like, oh, Sammy Hagar's on, you know, and then next thing you know, you're watching uh, Costas. But, you, but nobody ever encouraged me to be funny. They were always like, nope, you got to work on Wall Street. Well, no one encouraged me to be. No one encouraged me to do it as a job. I was definitely discouraged because it seemed like not a real job. Yeah. So you know, I was. I didn't realize that till then. And what did you do? What was your first? Boy, uh, where did you go? You went to Harvard. Yeah, I went to Harvard, and I. But I, I wrote for this thing called the Lampoon, which is a comedy magazine there. So I mostly did that, and. Uh, and then when I graduated, I just tried to, you know, I applied to every show I could and basically did not get any of those shows. So then I worked at, uh, <laughs> I applied to like 20 shows and didn't hear back from any of them. Yeah. Um, and I worked at this newspaper. I worked, I went, I moved into New York out of Staten Island and then I immediately got a job back on Staten Island at the Staten Island Advance newspaper. Doing what? And I was working. I was working the over. I was working from 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. 
like putting the newspaper together and like help trying to write headlines and like overnight editing stuff. It was insane. I try to tell as many stories about, I lived there till I was 18, till I graduated from high school. And I try to tell as many stories as I can because the things that happened to me in that town are things you only see in movies. Do you know, because you didn't live on this side of town, so you, you probably didn't know, but are you familiar with Paul Sweet Shop at all? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Paul Sweet Shop was in my neighborhood. It was right by my grade school. We passed it 100 times. My mother worked in the travel agency next door. It was also the place where they shot a guy in the face and put him in the basement so they could send a message <laughs> to the guy, to the, uh, the family that tried to kill Gotti. And I'm like, you guys, that's so average life to me and so foreign to people in Florida. It's, oh, my God. Well, I, I some of it drifts down to Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, now, yeah, yeah. My favorite was there was a like by the by uh, in Stapleton, Wu Tang had their store forever. Um, Wu Wear that was there, and they moved, they moved. It suddenly went out of business, and a dog walking place moved in, and it were like a pet store moved in. Right, and they didn't want to change to pay to change the W, so they just made the W the first letter of a store called Walking Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Wu-Tang the Wu-Tang W. w. Yellow. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, now, you did this movie about uh, Staten Island that uh, yeah. I did not. I mean, I, killed, yeah. I, I, and I didn't see it, but I was trying to explain to everybody earlier. I did see the preview for it. And swim clubs were like a big deal. If you didn't have a, an above ground pool, your family most likely would join a swim club at some point. Yeah, and I guess I, I guess I'm realizing only when I was older that that was a very weird thing. That's not that that's a foreign concept. I think it's a very suburban, like '70s and '80s thing yeah. because um, you know we didn't have. We didn't have an because we were on an island, but the water was so toxic <laughs> you didn't hear it, and that's why people were like. I guess we better build the pool. <laughs> I lived in a place called Neuter Beach and could not swim in the beach because there was a car in the water right off the sand. <laughs> that's the absolute and truth. Was in it. Uh, the body was definitely in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's unbelievable. It was, oh yeah, like just needles, and you know you could go and now. Now they allegedly it's cleaner now, but I, I still can't believe it. No, so there is a place called Midland Beach. It ran the whole length of from Newdorp to the Verrazano Bridge. Yeah, and what did what does Midland Beach mean to you? Uh, Mid, Midland Beach. Well, wait, Midland's not by. Is that where, the, where Miller Field is too? It's on the so other side. Of, it's on the other side of Miller Field. Like to me, you say Midland Beach. All I think is keg parties in high school. That's like the beach didn't even exist. Oh, we were yeah. just in the parking lot for keg parties, and now I guess they built a boardwalk and people actually go in the. Why we still wouldn't go in that ski vats water now? No, I would. I, I would be terrified. I mean, it's like New York Harbor water. Yeah. It's, yeah. It seems like it's got many, many years of that stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. We had keg parties for our swim team. Like our like my summer swim team had keg parties on that beach. So funny. And, now, when you get the gig for Saturday Live, you audition as a uh, like like the ones we see on YouTube, where you get it as a writer. How'd you get in? <clears throat> no, I, I went. I started as a writer, and then at some point, we had some auditions for Weekend Update. Um, and that's when I did that, but it, I was a writer there for like, for probably like eight years before that. 
Jeez, I never liked the idea of two people doing the news. I liked it where they had one, and then somebody would come in and do it. But I liked the two of you together, and certainly that combination has struck. And I would imagine you guys are great friends because I see you guys tour a lot and do things together. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think a lot of my friends left. You know, when I started, I, I started with like Andy Samberg and Forte and Jason Sudeikis and Chris Wing and. It was a great group. We all started together. And so then when they all left, I kind of felt like I lost a lot of my friends. Yeah. And uh, and then, thankfully, Che came in, you know, started writing, too, and we became really good friends. It helps me. Uh, it's also just the fun of work. You know, when you're working with a friend, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and then also when you do Weekend Update, and that's your main thing, they kind of they let that be your thing. You don't have to worry about doing other sketches, right? Yeah, no, I mean occasionally they'll, you know, someone will write something for us, but which is fun too, if you just can pop in and do it. But it's, uh, generally it's a lot, it's enough to worry about weekend update and also writing stuff. So it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a crazy job. Plus you it works for you because you're good looking. You got like a, you got that news guy head on your, on your <laughs> shoulder. So you got, you got news head, you got news head. So it looks like you belong. I got there. that news head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Colin Jost, who's going to be at the Capitol Theater tonight at eight o'clock. There are a few tickets available seven two seven seventy nine seven nine one seventy four hundred. If you want to get them and go see them, and uh, I, I have been to a couple of the Saturday Night Live tapings, and um, well, who'd you see? Do you remember? Yeah, so I saw. Wait, I, I do remember. <laughs> The first time I went, when I was trying to impress my now wife, who is then my girlfriend, and you get uh, David Wells, who played for the Yankees, is a good friend of mine, and he got me tickets, so I'm like sitting right outside of Lauren's box. John C. Riley is in there. I'm like, this is awesome. And who's hosting this stupid show? Freddie Prinze Jr. and Macy Gray. It was the worst, the worst ever. But then recently... <laughs> Recent, what a moment of time. Yeah, it was yeah. gross. And then and recently I went and uh where I actually saw you um at the after party and it was uh Jennifer Lawrence was there, but it was Woody Harrelson, I think, that was hosting. Oh yeah. Right? It was Woody Harrelson was hosting and then Jennifer oh, Lawrence yeah. and the rest of the Hunger Games people came out on stage. That was pretty cool. And then right. Kendrick Lamar Kendrick was Kendrick Lamar was right, yeah. 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 It's funny you remember yeah, all that. Yeah, Woody Harrelson is great, and you like you forget, or I forgot, he was on Cheers, so he also has full like sitcom timing in in addition to being a great actor. So he's kind of perfect for the show. Yeah, yeah, and plus he seems like one of those guys that that would enjoy doing it. Do you get the feeling sometimes that hosts are like, I got to do this? It's kind of like a it's an iconic thing you got to do, but they're not nearly as into it as a guy like Woody would be. Yeah, sometimes I, most people are most people are nervous. You know, a lot of people have never done live theater or t- television, so they're like, if they're just if they've only done movies, then they're. Do you like it when a non-actor or actress does it? I used to love that when I was a kid, and they'd have like a politician, or when Trump was on not that long ago, or an athlete, yeah, if they, uh, especially Jordan. if like an athlete comes on and does a good job, you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. My, I, this writer, uh, Jim Downey, who used to work at the show for a long time, always asked Lauren to have a dog host. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when Beethoven came out or whatever, like to have the dog host. That would be so fun to write for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I know 
I've never met you, but I think that I know of three ladies that you've at least made out with. <laughs> all, all, I saw you at, I'll tell you this, I, this is that night of, I went to two after parties, so I can't remember which one it was, but uh, I, I saw you at the after party at a bar and you were with a hot chick kind of fighting with her a little bit, like not, not, yeah. not where the paparazzi would write about it, but anybody in a relationship would know that kind of out of the side of your mouth yelling that you do when you're having an argument in front of people. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> you seem like such narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> the party was at uh, I don't even remember. It was some. It was uh, I went to two. I went to one at Mastro's and one that was someplace actually off of Times Square somewhere, and that was. That was the one where you were side mouth. Oh, like yeah, yeah, like a Heartland Brewery or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're always a weird. They're always a weird. The most random, but um, uh huh. Okay, so that's one. Uh huh. That was one. Uh, <laughs> there is a girl that lives here. I don't want to say her name, but she okay, is sure. gorgeous. And uh, she said she made out with you, and she was so drunk that she was afraid she was going to throw up in your mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, great! Not, 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 not that I'm not saying you're like a hashtag me too. You're made, but she just uh, she and she knows Steve, and I don't know, I don't know. She listens to the show. I've only met her a couple of times. But she's absolutely gorgeous. So two for two, and then of course now your famous girlfriend, which I'm like Colin Jones can't get it any better. He's right. he's climbed the ladder of life and is comfortably perched atop. Uh, it it feels like a real constant uh, struggle and living in fear. But... <laughs> <laughs> what did your parents do? My mom is uh, worked for the fire department for forty years. She was uh, my whole her whole side was fire department, and she became she was a doctor with the fire department. And then my dad uh, was an engineer, and he taught at Staten Island Tech High School. Oh, so you were you were destined for smartness, like you had smart parents. Like my dad was a my dad was a yeah. corrections officer, and my mother worked at like a diner. <laughs> they, I mean, my parents were are, are very smart, and I think that's partially why they did not understand when I wanted to do comedy as a job. Um, but they, thankfully, I work at the one show that they know. Like yeah. if I was working at Robot Chicken, they would probably be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but Saturday Night Live, when you grow up in New York, that's like that's like playing Little League and then playing for the Yankees. It's crazy. Yes, it's a very, it was a place I always wanted to be, but you can't, when you're starting out, you, I, I couldn't even let myself think about it being there because you, you, you think it's so impossible. So you just try to think like I'll do any job and then hope you can get there someday. But you kind of can't even think of it or it drives you crazy, you know. And then you get now being uh, at the Anchor Weekend Update. That's the iconic spot. I mean, only a handful of people have done that over the years. You'll go down in history as one of the better Weekend Update hosts over over time. Um, thanks. I mean, I, it's pretty. Also, very overwhelming thing. To think yeah, about. you don't think you don't when it's you. You don't think about it. Like I asked Slash one time. I said, "Do you realize that long after you're dead, that hat and that guitar and that long hair will live on forever?" And he was like, "I never really thought about it." But long after you're dead, and then Saturday Night Live is probably still on the air, and Seth Meyers is producing it, they'll you'll be listed as one of the uh, long running hosts of Weekend Update. That's a big deal. My hair will also live on, like yes, because you have news head. 
Yeah. <laughs> my newshead. <laughs> no, remember, remember old newshead? Yeah. He was good. <laughs> who is uh, who? Who is your favorite weekend update host before you? Uh, I mean, I loved Norm. I, I, that's who I grew up with, you know. And, yeah. uh, and he's. I still love his comedy, and I like like to go see him whenever he's in town. If he's in Carolinas or something, and he's. Uh, He's been, he's the best. He's, he's, he's cool. I made Norm McDonald take a spit take in the studio. It's one of my greatest accomplishments yeah, ever. That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> he spit water everywhere in the studio, and it was fantastic. Uh, and and I grew up watching Dennis Miller, who I absolutely love. And uh, then there's you know the mediocre guys like Kevin Neal, and, and then there was Colin Quinn, who just felt like he was rushing through everything. Hey, let me tell you this next story. Yeah. <laughs> so. The the combo that you guys have now, I think, is great. And I and now now when you're a host on Weekend Update, then they look at you and they go, "Oh, you look at Jimmy Fallon, you look at Seth Meyers, you think uh, maybe a talk show in the future." But is that even cool anymore? Did anybody did anybody think about that? I I don't think about it just because I think it's a you think it's really hard, uh, like a tough life when you're doing it every day. It's hard to make it like special when you're doing it every day it's, it's for me. But um. It's obviously, you know, who knows? I think I think most of the people that are doing it don't necessarily think that's what I'm going to do. But then you, you know, maybe you, you that becomes an option, and you're like, oh, that sounds like pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine, especially a Harvard a Harvard Lampoon guy. I mean, you guys are you guys are set up for greatness like that. I mean, like Conan was the Conan. I, I was one of my favorites when I was growing up. Like for that, you know, and he just did a bunch of weird stuff on the show, which in the same way Letterman did. And I just, that, that part of it sounds fun. It's, yeah. just, it's really hard to do it all the time to have weird stuff. Constantly. You don't want to have worked at Harvard Lampoon and end up at robot chicken. Everybody gets disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> let you know right now. No. By the way, I would have happily, I would have loved the job at robot. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of things I want to remind everybody tonight, the show with Colin Joseph at the Capitol theater, eight o'clock, seven, nine, one, 7,400 for tickets. Uh, the movie is called Staten Island Summer, which I'm sure is available on Netflix and places like that if you haven't seen it. And, of course, every Saturday on Saturday Night Live, along with Michael Che for Weekend Update. I, I really appreciate you getting up early and coming on the show, man. It's a, it's a pleasure to add you and me and the great Pete Davidson to that superstar alumni from Staten Island. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. And John Franco from the Mets. <laughs> well, now, John Franco is a guy who kind of lived in my neighborhood. He lived on Toad Hill. Oh, he did. Okay. Well, no, not really. He, yeah, yeah, he, he lived on. Course, right? He lived on Toad Hill, and I lived below him in the Berry Homes. If he looked down out his picturesque window, he could probably see our horrible Good Times apartments down below him. He was literally looking down on you. <laughs> when he exactly. drove through, he would uh, go a little bit faster through your neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Colin. Thank you, man. I really. Uh, it's a pleasure Thanks to speak so to much. you. I appreciate. And Thanks good, for having good, me on. Good luck with the show tonight. Take it easy. The great uh, Colin Jost. Okay. Very nice. Staten Island alumni. There you go. Oh, breaking news. Uh-oh. Megyn Kelly will not be live on the air for the rest of the week after defending her blackface comments. Mm. And can I tell you something? What? She's right. They're wrong. I'll tell you why next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.